For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. So we are talking with Catherine Ulrich. Breakfield today, and I am so excited about having her on the show. I want to thank Home Instead, our senior care, Home Instead Senior Care, our our sponsor for this episode. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your loved ones' needs. So we are so grateful, Catherine, that you are on the show today. I'm so excited to talk about romance with you. Oh, thank you. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. So we did another episode together, and I really want you to watch for that. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but I'm thinking about calling it Living with Destiny. And if people miss that, they really want to go back and hear the love story. And your husband, he was so cute. He asked you to marry him a week after he met her. I am not kidding. So if you miss that, be sure and go look for that. I think I'm going to call it Living with Destiny because it feels like destiny that the two of you guys found each other, Catherine. Okay, so I promised on this one we would talk about how to spark up romance, and I couldn't ask for a more qualified expert on what it means to be romantically involved for a lifetime, and plus write about it. Tons of books that you've written. How many books? I didn't even think to count them as I was going through all your stuff. Well, there's really four, five, would be six romance that I that I've written, and I've written history books. I yeah. knew you, I knew you had a bunch yeah. and I, I yeah. love the Destiny ser- series. So I'm going to list those titles real quick. The book I read, so I, I, I read this knowing that I wanted to interview Catherine. And so I pulled the book and read it and loved it. And then, so her, the one I read, it swept into Destiny. That's book, book one in the series that just takes us through history and follows all these amazing characters she's created. Destiny's Whirlwind is the second book. Destiny of the Heart is the third book, and Waltz with Destiny is book four, and that one is set in World War II. So you go from the Civil War to World War II, and what I want to say about all that is um, one thing I loved about your books, Catherine, is I didn't feel they were so predictable or, um, what's the word, trite, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like I yeah. like to be entertained when I, when I finally put aside all the bite and chew books I have to read, and I sit down with something just for myself for pure pleasure. Even then, I don't want to be patronized. I I don't want the plot to be so obvious that I know what's going to happen before I ever read the first chapter. So I love your books for that reason. There's enough in them to make them um, entertaining. Like they're so much fun. 
but also yeah. like even your descriptions of the costumes and the and the things that Maggie was wearing and swept into destiny. I loved all that detail. I can imagine that the taffeta and the silk and the the way it sounded and the Kremlin uh, undergarments. You know, I just loved all that. Okay, so but I also more importantly, I like the way you included all this Irish history that I never really even. I've never even seen it in a history book, right? I'm pretty, I'm a pretty thorough reader of history. And yet there were things in that book I had never considered. One of the things I love that you shared, and this is so, it's so nuanced because it's so heartbreaking at the same time as enlightening. And that is the fact that, that on the Southern plantation, since slaves had a monetary value, that they actually would rather hire out what they consider really like lower than dirt Irish immigrants yeah. to do some of the work because yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't risk the value of their slave so that was really just a sobering reminder to me that I don't know as much history as I think I do so no I worries. I yeah yeah I, I appreciate the same thing I went yeah I went through a lot of, I loved history. I went through that in college, but I didn't learn this either. It was my grandmother and mother that told me. Well, and I love so it. That, that was because that's from their history. You see? see I love it that it you amazing? were, yeah, I love it that you included things in your books that would challenge even somebody like me who's read a ton of history. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. I know that represents a lot of research on your part, but aside from the, that learning aspect, which I always, um, I just cherish that. I really appreciate that you don't patronize your reader. But at the same time, they're really fun to read, and the romance in it are great. So I want to talk a little bit about how you develop your characters, and I don't want to close this podcast without asking you for some tips on how to spark romance at home in our own marriages. So so where do you want to start? Okay. Um, I had one interesting tidbit about the history we just talked about that I yeah. thought it was a God thing. Um, it was when I went with my dad's, uh, they, they went on a, on a retreat with my dad's 34th Red Bull uh, division. That's in the last book, Togettersburg. And I, uh-huh. I went there just to glean some more information, get some more interviews about what these people went through, you know. Anyway, uh-huh. I came across a Celtic cross, and I thought, dedicated to the Irish Brigade. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I mean, Ireland came over and fought for the Union, too, you know. My mother was from the south. My dad was from the north. It was really, I was always from the south. <laughs> but anyways, I got more research, just like you said, and I thought I couldn't find it. It was just there. And thank God it was hidden in the trees. But it was about the Irish Brigade. There was three Union Irish immigrants and two Confederate regents that fought in the Civil War up front, just like I said in my In yes. Destiny. They did such a, a beautiful, beautiful thing in their dedication to America and their fight, that they put that Celtic cross up. But I thought to myself, look what they did. They didn't put a man and a horse. They didn't put a person. They put a cross of Jesus. Wow. Because to them, that was the essence of their faith. So that really got my fingers flying with Ben McFarland and Ben McConnell and everybody else and getting this message out to the world, you know, because all immigrants go through this. But we were based really on our Christian principles. Immigrants came over in their, in our early life to, because they embraced the American, the American dream. They embraced the, the Christian values. 
They didn't want to change them. They wanted to embrace and uphold them and fight for them. And I just, oh, I just, it just filled me with so much, so much hope and so much faith, you know, what we, what we stand for. Anyways, that's what I was going to tell you. <laughs> okay, I, Sam, what was your question? <laughs> I really love that. I mean, I, of course, American yeah. Values, we, we did some great work with Lathan Watts on how to raise liberty-loving children. So if, if that yeah. resonates as you're listening, if that resonates, I hope you'll look for those podcasts yeah. we did with Lathan. Those were really, that was some important work. And what's great is those things have been going crazy, Catherine. People really are yeah. concerned about the liberty of our country and how we begin to um, just to highlight the fact that Christian values are an underpinning of what has made this country so successful. Yeah. So I want to talk values in our family. Yeah. So I want to combine that. I want to combine those two words, Christian and romance. I want you Mm -hmm. to do that for me because I think the way a Christian defines romance might be a little different and very beautiful. So give me a little Mm -hmm. insight about that. Um, I think, well, this is, this will lead right into what I, I felt like the most important ingredient to spark romance and marriages. And that is commitment. Commitment Ah. to first following God's word and second commitment to one another and the respect and you give one another and the honesty. I think that's the most important part, the key values that we need to follow in our families and what's missing in our families today, you know. Yes. The great thing is back in, in our past history, the biggest thing we had was the Bible. The Bible was the essence of our being. We wrote our births, our deaths, our marriages, you name it, it's in the Bible. You know, and we've come away, we have, we've lost that, and I hope to put that back in with my historical romances. I love that. In fact, if anybody's listening and they're from a different culture, what, what Catherine's talking about is just like my family has a Bible, my sister inherited it because she was one of the first believers in my generation, and so, but my great, my great-grandmother or grandmother had started this Bible, and each time a child was born, they would take a regular big family Bible, and they would open the beginning, and there were pages there for families to write all the significant dates in their family. So if somebody got married or when children were born, when they were baptized, when they were um, sometimes circumcised or, or um, well, I forgot the uh, confirmed in the okay, church. Yeah. Or when they, or when somebody passed away, that those entries would be made in the Bible. Catherine, we have about two minutes before we go to the break. I want to, uh-huh. when we come back, you're going to give us some more ideas about how to spark up romance in our in our lives at home. And I may, my other question had to do with how you decided on what to do with your characters. You create these amazing characters in your book. In fact, it's like you go from one generation to the next, and there's a little bit of a tie I noticed. But I'm already grieving the fact that I have to move from Maggie and Ben to the next generation in the next book. <laughs> I, I want to tell I want to tell my listeners I did as soon as I finished it. Now I've already I've already done my homework for this interview, right? But I went ahead yeah. and I downloaded not one but three more so that I could read the whole thing over the holidays. I'm gonna read all all four of your destiny books over the holidays. So that is my <laughs> Christmas gift to myself. We have about a minute for the break. I, I'm gonna, I just want to be sure and mention your your website so people will be able to find it very easily. It's Catherine with a C, C-A-T-H-R-E-R-I-N-E, Ulrich, U-L-R-I-C-H, Breakfield, B-R-A-K-E, 
F-I-E-L-D.com, and you can find all this on KathyCrafty.com, too. And I'll be putting in hyperlinks and giving you some of the history from her other podcasts about her life story and her romance with her husband. So stay with us, because when we come back, Catherine's going to answer my question about sparking romance. She's already said commitment to God's Word and to each other, but we're going to hear a lot more from her about how to make things fun and sparky over the holidays that are coming up. So don't go away. Stay with us. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Chimbone Alley. The number on the gate is the number on the door. And the next house over is the grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder. But even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, this is Kathy Crafty, and we're talking to Katherine Ulrich Brakefield. And I got to tell you, if you're listening in, the reason I contacted her I love what she's doing and this idea of romance that she has. I wrote a chapter called uh, Fellowship is the Best Foreplay. And honestly, I, I've had so many people read that book, I can't remember how many of them have told me they have no idea what I'm talking about. But when I talked to Catherine, I knew she was going to get that. Like, 
the, it's one thing to have a cute, quick, short, crushy kind of high, junior high romance. It's a whole different thing to commit your life to being romantically involved with somebody for 50 years. And, and so, and so many people, you know, really struggle with this. I mean, we see how devastating so many of my friends have been through divorce and it's just, it's just hard. And there were moments when Dave and I really looked seriously at divorce. And so the big question is how do we keep sparking romance in our love story and you write about it but you have all this great insight and and that has become that becomes clear on the pages of your books so Catherine give us a little bit more you you mentioned commitment to God's word and to each other when I ask you about sparking romance I bet that's not what most people would have thought your answer would be so give us a little more on that okay sparking romance in a marriage is definitely commitment now if you want to spark romance before you, you know the person, I think you have to be honest. And I'm saying you can't, you know, for instance, I don't believe in, in, um, sleeping with anybody unless you're married. You know, and I taught my kids that, you know, both adhere to it. And it's amazing what that, ter- what that brought to them. They listened to me and they obeyed. And amazingly, I'll never forget this one gentleman that my wife, my daughter started to date. I said, uh, you know, I said, you know, I won't tell her her name, but well, Kim, I said, don't, don't do this. He always told me he'd never go back in church again. And if he set foot in the church, the ceiling would fall down. So oh, he no. said to me, really? Yes. She said, really? So, sure enough, he takes her out to, you know, this real fancy place and everything else. And he, she said, sorry, I can't, I can't date you anymore because I go to church. So he tried going to church. Oh. And then he proposes. Yeah, after a year later, he proposes again. You know what I'm saying? She committed herself to being, you know, a virgin when she, till she gets married. And she says to him, Sarah, you have to ask my, my father, my father's permission first before you ask me. Wow. So, <laughs> we were in the church and then Brett was all, I mean, this gentleman was all red faced and he went up to my, my dad, my husband, you know, and asked and everything. But my husband said, no. That <laughs> <How> was that. <laughs> but then he said yes. Cause <laughs> That was his baby. You know, what can I say? But yeah, it's honesty. You know, you gotta put your foot down. You gotta believe in the Lord. When He tells you to do something, obey it. Like I said before, commitment first to the Lord. You know, cause that's important. Cause your whole life is gonna be based on the situation. And you don't wanna put the wrong foot in. If you, if you had a mistake, okay, stop the mistake, be born again, and change your life. Cause God changes all things new again. <laughs> Even a mistake. Now, you mentioned that Aunt Louise gave Colina some really great advice, and that was in the second book, right. Destiny's World. That's in the second book. Destiny's so tell us World. a little this bit about what that. Happened. Okay, this is what happened. Um, um, Aunt Colina asked Colina, uh, do you think every man and woman marries for love? What would your, what would your answer be on that? Are you of asking course, me? right? Yeah, but I know most young girls would say, of course, you have to be love, you know. But this is what Aunt Lee said again. She explains it this way. Life's biggest decisions are made when youth is too young to know love. How does Ah. youth know when love is forever? Or is it commitment, one to another, that binds the heart after romanticism is replaced by reality? Wow. Wow. That is beautiful. Yeah. That's something to think about, you know. You, you, You have to think about this. You have to realize... 
you're going to have the beautiful romance, and then after that, it's going to be the commitment. You know, we're all going to come down out of the, out of the stars. <laughs> right. After the wedding. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody Sometimes. told me there was yeah. like a two-year honeymoon period. So when we got to the end of two years, I was really surprised that suddenly we weren't we weren't really clicking anymore. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, later I learned that's typical. Well, I wish somebody had yeah. told me. That would have been a good thing to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, we've, this is why we, yeah. one reason we started the show. We just want to talk about the things nobody else was talking about. And that's one of them. When In the yeah. 80s, nobody said there's this two-year yeah. period of euphoria. And then reality sets in, and it's really can be crushing, especially when you're adjusting to new responsibilities like uh, kids. So yeah. um, I try to tell it to young people all the time now. I just anything like that I can share. I try to because I really wish. I, I mean, our life would have been easier if people had told us some of this stuff beforehand. So we'd be ready. So you wouldn't think it was just you, you know? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. That's that's a problem. That's a problem with our society. They everyone thinks it's their fault. They have to feel something. Listen. Right. The feelings go away. Then there's a commitment. And then. Later on, you'll get those feelings back. If you're committed to the Lord first, He's going to make that marriage work. You've got to believe it. But if you're honest with the, when you're dating somebody and you say, this is the way I like it, I like this, this, and this, then that guy knows immediately, well, I'm not like that, you know. So let him walk away. God's got the perfect person for you someplace. Believe it. Believe it and, and agree with it because God knows what, what, what will make you happy, who you can commit to for a lifetime. That's the yeah. most important part to think about, you know. That is, that is all gonna, Yeah, all through my books, you're going to see how the McConnell women do, but all through them, they're not perfect, neither are their spouses. They're going to be moving through their their problem, you know, and getting through to the to what the true love that everybody wants, the unconditional love that we are with I'm, our Lord and Savior and with a husband, you know, or a wife. I really love the way you did that. I, I appreciate it so much. I think there's one thing that I like about that is in spite of the fact that there are all these different historic themes throughout your books, mm-hmm. I, I cannot wait to find out how the next generation approaches a wholly different set of historic facts. And then still yeah. there's the relationships and the, and the learning to live compassionately with each other. And, and all the sweet, sparking kind of romantic parts of that that just make us so happy to read their stories. I think those real live challenges and in, insecurities, I mean, some of the things you're, the, the Maggie, the protagonist in that first book shared, I love that. Mm-hmm. Her, her, like her inner voice talking to herself. Some of it was so hilarious. Like I could just mm-hmm. think that could, that could be my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. You know, I wanted to wrap my arms around her and go, honey, really, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. yep. Well, that's part of the reason is that the Destiny Saga women, uh, their love stories and, and most of their experiences are based on some true life experiences, you know, that I have interviewed and met, you know, and this sort of thing. Is it really helped me wrap around the idea of what these women must be like back then. I mean, it's important. I couldn't even look at a movie that was that was dated past 1960 because they didn't have the right morals. We didn't have any. I had to get the black and white ones. I had to go back in time, think of what my yeah. grandmother's. I I gave notes of my grandmother. I learned a lot of stuff that way, you know, and interviewing yeah. older people to realize what were they like, you know, and 
it's just so important because their whole world was so different from ours. You know, I, I often wonder if it might have been better than ours. You know, even though they were they were set back, they don't have the cell phones and stuff, but they understood the basic reasons what made them happy. And we're still seeking that in this world, you know, in this life. You know? That's like we, the universe. We have some of the icons. universal threads. Yeah. The universal yeah, threads that do. kind of tie these destiny stories and series together to me. That's what I'm going to be enjoying looking for in them. Yeah. Yes, I hope so. I hope so. I did a lot of work on this, a lot of work with my characters. In fact, you'll see that with the second book comes out. I start with the, the sowing of the seed, you know, um, yeah. the good, the bad, and the corn. Rocky, you're going to find out what happens when people get straight off the path and they don't get back on the path, you know? Well, I remember I mean, you, you told me because I, I have such a, uh, a compassion for marriage because Dave and I worked so hard to get to the place where we are now, but we went through yeah. some really rough times. And so... Uh, you told me that I was going to love Whirlwind, and I almost read it first, but I went back and read the first one in the series first. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm really eager to get to Whirlwind. Now, I did want to read just one thing out of, because I think this is so interesting. Waltz with yep. Destiny, which is the one that takes on some of the historic World War II era stuff. And one of the things you is included in the preview for it. Um, talks about them being in a ballroom and dancing, which was a big thing with that era of the 1940s. But then it says, here she meets junior engineer Eric Earhart. But will Eric abandon his playboy ways for Esther? And even that word playboy in Christian writing, I thought, well, that's a different choice. But truly, that era was kind of marked yeah. by by a wrong perspective to me, like I would not have wanted to be a woman in that era because of some of the attitudes where men could be playboys, but women had to be very cautious and careful. So we have about two minutes. That is just a sampling of some of these romantic nuances. Like you don't let your characters off the hook at all, Catherine. And I really appreciated that. I thought it was so no. dear of you to write something realistic and, and to let people see this is not a new, some of these things we face now are not new issues. These are something every generation has to grapple with when it comes to romance and true love. So we have about a, a two minutes or a minute, maybe. Would you like to just throw out one more thing for our listeners? Yeah, I'm going to throw out a little piece of something that I think might be help, will help them. Um, Good. The, like, for instance, the word endurance is used throughout the Bible. God repeatedly reminds us to be patient and to endure. Like I had to do for 12, you know, for 12 years. I couldn't understand yes. what God wanted me to do. But if I had blazed my own writing trail, if I had learned what I, what, what I had learned what I did, I spent 12 years learning the hard truth that my grandmother gave me far more than I gave my grandmother. That lesson of faith and perseverance has helped me through my life trials. And I'm going to tell any of your young listeners out there, you might be looking for the right person in your life, the, the, the man that, that, that's going to fulfill all your needs. But remember, seek God's guidance first. If he's not wow. a Christian, go ahead and be your dating field. You, you can't date, you know, your mission field. You've got to separate the two. You know, you that's can, great you can bring one to the Lord. Yes, but you can't marry him until you know for sure he's a true, honest to goodness Christian. That's the most okay. important part. We to have think to about. say goodbye. This is well, this okay. is crappy, and we've been with Catherine Catherine Ulrich Brakefield, and you can find her at her website. This is Truth with a Texas Twang, and we're just so glad you joined us today. Thank you for listening in as we talk about romance and true love. Oh.
thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, oh. Not in peace.